Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Greetings, salutations, and of course, hello to all of my listeners, my unlucky lounge rats. Good to have you back here in the unlucky lounge for a brand new episode of Draft and Draft. Friday Night Podcast Edition. My name is Corey, your limited lore master, Denzin, of this, the Unlucky Lounge. And yes, it is actually Friday when this episode is coming out. And as always, when it comes to our end-of-week celebration, it can't be complete without the 2-2 that's always there for you on turn number two. His name is Borak, my bear friend. How do you feel about the art on Zangief? Yes, I'm talking about the secret lair Street Fighter drop. Zangief is legitimately headlocking a bear. It's healthy competition. I mean, you know, it's like the classic Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock at WrestleMania 18. Good times had by all, no matter who wins. And when I saw that design, I thought immediately... Corvald's gonna get replaced. I've been getting kind of tired of that value engine anyway. How could you say that, Corey? Drawing cards and getting modifications is the best thing you could ever do in Magic. Turtle. But Mr. Turtle, don't you think there's just too much power in a card sometimes and you gotta kind of switch things up? I think Zangief would be a great substitute for a Jones deck in my commander slot. Maybe, but maybe... You could also play more shrines and vehicles, mm, turtle. Subtle segue, Mr. Turtle. Subtle segue. But he's right. I think we need to get back to the heart of FNP, and that is our drafting. It's Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. It is out there. I'm having a ton of fun, and I hope that you are too. But before we get to this week's draft, a few bits of housekeeping and upkeeping. As always, this show is brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Check them out at BLEAV.com or wherever you download your audio goodness. Keep your midday blues away with Believe. And as always, this show is here because of all of you. Thank you for tuning in. And if you want to keep the fun rolling, find us on our socials on Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok, Draft and Draft Corey. My Instagram, Corey Demone Enriquez. And if this show is giving you some joy, think about finding us on Patreon, patreon.com backslash draft and draft. Our links to everything will be in the show notes. Thank you to all of my current patrons. Really appreciate your continued support. And for all of you listening, thank you for giving us some time to celebrate you at the end of a hard week. And help us keep the lights on by liking, sharing, and rating us on all of those different social media outlets. Only you can keep the lights on here in the Unlucky Lounge. It was not my intention to make a Smokey the Bear reference with you here, Borok, but sometimes things happen. Wait, 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 wait. Are you saying that Smokey the Bear is your uncle? And my grandfather knows how many licks it takes to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop, turtle. We haven't even started and the show is already derailed. What is going on? In any case, the sorcerer's broom is put back into the conjurer's closet. And let's get to the drafting on hand. I'll tell you, 
I just came off of a Twitch stream where we got a perfect trophy from last episode's FNP deck, which was more like Tuesday or Wednesday or beginning of week draft deck. Regardless, it was sweet. Double Oni Cult Anvil, three experimental synthesizers, two reinforced Ronins. You would have to do a lot to convince me that this deck is not one of the best decks in the format, even though I think ninjas and blue base artifact strategies alongside green-white enchantment things have tended to be the things I found most in the queue. It doesn't mean, though, that there's still not plenty to explore and plenty of strong decks out there. And if my experience has taught me anything, that black-red deck is something. Oh. But as we are in the queue, I think it's time for a little draft and draft tradition. Grab a drink, grab a snack, maybe even crack a pack. Celebrate all the great that you are. This is the untapped step. Uh, we are ready and the draft is here. Pick one, pack one. The highlights, well, in the commons... We talked about it before, Experimental Synthesizer, and also the very strong red removal spell in Voltage Surge. That's in the pack. Uh, for the uncommon slot, High Speed Hoverbike. Two colors, artifact vehicle, a 2-2 flash flying, and when it enters the battlefield, tap up to one target creature with crew one. I've yet to play the card, but I reckon it's probably pretty good. A bronze plate board. We ended up with three of them in our last draft deck. We only played two, and it did exactly what you'd expect it to do. There's a Thundering Raiju as the rare in the pack, the 3-3 three, three for two red red. Creature Spirit with haste. When it attacks, you put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature you control, and then it deals damage to each opponent where X is the number of modified creatures you control other than Thundering Raiju. This is kind of tricky. It's also fighting against Assassin's Inc., the black removal spell of the format, but I really think Thundering Raiju is quite strong. So we're going to take that up and go to pick two of pack one. Oh, man. Do I hear an echo in here? Do I hear an echo in here? It's another Oni Cult Anvil. As a reminder, it's red into black. When one or more artifacts you control during your turn leave the battlefield, you make a 1 1 construct artifact creature token. Triggers once per turn, then you can sack an artifact to drain your opponent for one. You know, there's some other pretty okay cards. The rare is Beseju, who endures a fine card. Goshentai of Lost Wisdom. But I would be behooved to not take that card as we go to pick three of pack one. And the Darling combination is in this one too. Reinforce Ronin, the 2-2 haste for one red. At the beginning of your end step, you can return it to your hand. Well, you have to, it's not a May. And then you can channel it for one and a red. Man, this is great. I mean, I hate to do the same thing twice in a row, but with this combination the way it played out last time it's hard to deny its potency for other red and black cards there's a Kami of industry a really important role player especially when you have synthesizers or the um, ecologist terrain or even this other card that is in the pack right now virus beetle one in a black artifact creature enters the battlefield each opponent discards a card all of these cards work really well in tandem. Also, the Reinforced Ronin, if we table the Kami of Industry, I could see us pretty easily playing it. As we go to pick four of pack one, in the uncommon slot we see, oh, enormous energy blade. 
Is anyone else getting some cloud strife feels right now? <laughs> It's two and a black for an artifact equipment. Equip creature gets plus four plus O. Equip two, but when it becomes attached to a creature, you tap the creature. Hilarious card. Absolutely hilarious. Uh, other uncommon is Bronze Cudgels. This card has kind of landed with a big thud. It's a really cheap modification. One colors artifact equipment, and then you pay one to equip it. And you can pay two, and then until end of turn, equip creature gets plus X plus O, where X is the number of times this ability has resolved this turn. No, thank you. Uh, we're looking a little bit at the removal slot, so I'm gonna actually pick up an early Ninja's Kunai. This is the artifact equipment that is one and equips for one, and then the equip creature has one and tap it, sacrifice the Kunai, and deal three damage to any targets. Considering that it can hit face and that it is a cheap modification, I am very okay to take this card and go to pick five of pack one. Uncommons is Discover the Impossible. This is the Impulse Instant Speed card that can basically allow you to cast an instant, if you choose of the four cards, a instant spell with a mana value of two or less. There's also the white ninja, Blade Blizzard Kitsune. Two and a white for a double strike two two, but you can ninjutsu, ninjutsu it for three and a white. Yeah, the card's fine. I've actually yet to see it resolve, which is not voting too well for it as a card. So I'm probably not going to take it, considering that we just have right now Oni Cult Anvil as our black card. There's uh, Mukutai Ambusher. This is the Ninjutsu Lifelink 3-2 uh, that costs 4 normally, but you can Ninjutsu it for 1 in a black. I'm actually going to go instead with a Peerless Samurai. This is one of those creatures in the Samurai slash Warrior cycle. It's a 2-3 with Menace for 2 in a red, and when a Samurai or Warrior you control attacks alone, the next spell you cast this turn costs 1 less to cast. That card can do some really nice work, and can do really nice work with this Experimental Synthesizer. When it rains, it pours my Unlucky Lounge Rat. If I'm going to get past the deck, I'm just going to take it. This card, Insanity, just, I've said it a few times already, but let's just remind all the listeners what this card does. A single red mana for an artifact, when it enters or leaves the battlefield, you exile the top card of your library until end of turn you may play that card. And then, for two in a red, you can sacrifice it to make a 2-2 white samurai creature token with vigilance. Only at sorcery speed can you do that. I have been very impressed with this card, and the fact that it has a sacrifice outlet into itself to get the extra card value is amazing. Just flat out amazing happy to take that card and let's see if we can make this oni cult anvil work and well we have more reason to be black here and pick seven of pack one with a lethal exploit one to black instant target creature gets minus two minus two until end of turn it gets an additional minus one minus one until end of turn for each modified creature you controlled as you cast a spell great little removal spell could also be a strange combat trick i agree borok why in the world would we just use that as a removal spell? We get in the red zone and get them on the tricks. That is fun. Let's go to pick eight of pack one. Uh, here, hmm. So Go Shintai of Lost Wisdom is still in the pack, the blue shrine. Oh, take that. We're not that committed to black yet. Live the dream. No, Mr. Turtle. Turtle. Oh. We're not going to try shrine mill. Oh. Shrine mill's not a thing. Oh. Fetch is a thing. What? But not shrine mill. Did Cory just make a Mean Girls reference? So fetch. I know what I did, listeners. I know what I did. What we're going to take, though, instead, I think, is our runaway trash bot here. The 04 for three colorless trample artifact creature construct, and gets plus one plus 0 for each artifact and or enchantment card in your graveyard. 
a perfect low curve creature that grows with the kind of sacrificing things that we're doing already. So let's grab that happily and table an experimental synthesizer. Wow! That's our second one. I will play multiple of these. I'll play three of them. I Maybe four even. Especially if we can find another anvil and just roll back what we did before. Game on. Let's do it. Let's go to pick ten. And I'd say this is garbage time, but honestly, we may not be. Oh no, I'm so sorry, Mr. Turtle. It's another blue Goshentai of Lost Wisdom Shrine. Oh, no. But hear me out, Cory. What if we find the rare mirror box and the legend rule doesn't apply? Turtle! No, we're not going to count on getting a mirror box to make... No, Mr. Turtle. No. Just no. Pick 11. Let's go. There's the Kami of Industry. Tabled around. We got Oni Cult Anvil. We got Ninja's Kunai. We've got Experimental Synthesizer. And it's just a really, really big body. 3-6. I know it's a 5-costing creature, but a 3-6 that gets you some incremental advantage potentially on a turn six or seven and help you stabilize the board i'll play one of those in a deck like this and we get a nizumi blade blesser here on pick 12 i didn't talk about this card before when i saw it but it was on my mind two and a black for a three two as long as you control an artifact it has death touch if you have an enchantment it has menace menace yeah i might play it may just as we go into trash time here Pick up a few things. You know, we're in a good place. We got card advantage, a little bit of removal in the lethal exploit and ninja's kunai. So, yeah, I'm not too sad going into our next pack. In the rare slot, we have Teachings of Kirin. This is the one in a green enchantment saga that makes a spirit, puts a counter on something, and then can make more spirits on the other side. I found it in general to be a pretty weak card. Not the biggest fan, honestly. For the uncommon slot, there's two black uncommons. Okiba Salvage, this is the rise from the grave that puts two counters on the creature that it reanimates if you control an artifact and an enchantment. I think the artifact and enchantment thing is just not that good. There's also Nozumi Prowler, really good 3-1 for 1 to black. Artifact creature, Rat Ninja, when enters the battlefield, target creature control gets death touch and lifelink until end of turn, and additionally has Ninjutsu 1 to black. It's when between that and Voltage Surge, who, you know, I love me a 3-1 with Ninjutsu, but Voltage Surge, 2 damage a creature, Planeswalker, and if you sack an artifact as you cast it, you get to deal 4 instead. That's just really good with the 2 Synthesizers and Oni Cult Anvil. I don't think I can pass that up as much as I would like to take that Rat Ninja. Maybe we'll find another one, but let's go to pick 2 of pack 2. Oh, look! It's the Black Shrine. So we could have had three shrines already? Mm, turtle. I can't with you right now, Mr. Turtle. I'm sorry, I can't. I'm not going to take the Black Shrine here, but we will take a Circuit Mender. The 2-3 for three colorless. Artifact Creature Insect when it ETBs, you gain two life. When it leaves the battlefield, you draw a card. This includes for being exiled, bounced to your hand, dying, any number of things. Right now, I'm very happy with that card. Let's scoop it up. Our two drop slots looking a little weak at the moment. Uh, maybe we can find a way to fix that up. And, oh, there actually just might be. In Containment Construct. Two colors, 2-1. Two, Whenever you discard a card, you may exile that card from your graveyard. If you do, you may play that card this turn. Works really well with Channel. And we already have one Reinforced Ronin. 
and I don't mind getting a little extra artifact here and there. Besides that, in this pack, I could take an Inkrise Infiltrator, the 1-2 Flyer for 1 to black. You can pay 4 and pump it plus 2 plus 2. It's nice, but I'd rather lean a little bit more on the artifact synergies, and I don't have much in the way of Ninjutsu, so the value of that card kind of goes down in general. Pick 4 of pack 2. Oh my. There is a Tempered in Solitude. We took this before, and man, did it pay off. If you want to see how this card functioned beautifully, go check out our video on demand on Twitch. It was amazing. It's an enchantment for one to red. Whenever a creature you control attacks alone, exile top card of your library. You may play that card this turn. I was looking for more two drops, so let's scoop it up. Go to pick five of pack two. There's another Kami of Industry. There's also that Muktai Ambusher in this pack, the 3-2 lifelink. For three and a black ninjutsu for one and a black. I think I'm going to take that here. There's not much else for our deck. There's a Dramatist Puppet, which is the 2-4 for four colorless artifact creature construct that essentially proliferates one permanent. It's fine. There's another Kami of Industry. I think the card drops off after you take the second one. We'll take this 3-2. Going to pick six of pack two. This pack's a little bit weaker. There's another enormous energy played. There is a Shrine Steward. A Shrine Steward, you say? Nope, I'm going to stop you there, Mr. Turtle. Mm, turtle. No more hindsight. It's the thing that is a 3-2 for 5 colors. You may search your library for an aura shrine card when it enters the battlefield. It's actively okay. I think I'll take an explosive entry here. I think the way this format is built, just intrinsically, every deck is going to have an artifact or two, considering that modified is a pretty good mechanic. Yeah, let's grab that up. Uh, pick seven. This is coming down to two cards. Either Dukachi Shadow Walker, the 5-5 Ogre Ninja that has Ninjutsu for three and a black, or Simeon Sling, a solid little equipment monkey. For single red, it's a 1-1 one, one equipped creature. It's plus one, plus one, because it has reconfigure for two. And then when it or the equipped creature becomes blocked, it deals one damage to the defending player. Why not? It is an artifact. It modifies a bit. Let's go for it. And we did table... Oh, sorry. Not quite table yet. We're in pick eight. Uh, Iron Hoof Boar is here in this pack. The 5-4. Trample Haste for five and a red. And Channels for one red to give a creature plus three, plus one, and trample. An excellent modal card there, as now we see our table pack. And we do see a Tawashi Song Shaper. A solid little two-drop. It's kind of filler-esque, but it can do something, I think, pretty good for our deck. One red, two-two. Whenever another artifact enters the battlefield under control, it gets plus one, plus oh. It itself is an artifact creature, human artificer, and is definitely spinning the ones and twos. It is legitimately a DJ. Let's go to pick ten. Uh, there's a copy of Terrible Secrets. We currently have a single enchantment in the Tempered and Solitude. So we'll probably not take it and go cleaning up here in garbage time. This deck is pretty good right now. Ooh, we did wheel a Scrapyard Steelbreaker. An excellent 3-4 for 3 and a red. Artifact Creature Human Warrior. You can pay one second artifact to give it plus 2 plus 1 until end of turn. Really nice with the Oni Cult Anvil, actually. A good way of capitalizing on some of that value. So, you know, going into this pack, I'd love to find a few more solid creatures. A little bit of removal if possible, but we are already pretty flush of playable. So, at this point, we're just upgrading what we already got. Pick one of pack three. Ugh, not great. 
The rare is Kyodai, Soul of Kamigawa. Three and a white, three, three, flash, flying. Enters the battlefield, another target permanent gains indestructible for as long as you control Kyodai, and then has a Wooburg ability to give it plus five, plus five until end of turn. This is a dream to live. But if I wasn't white, I'd play it. I mean, a flash flying 3-3 three, three for 4 and then gives a thing you control indestructible. That's pretty good. Behold the Unspeakable is probably the best uncommon in this pack. It's the saga that lets you draw a bunch of cards, give creatures your opponent's control, minus 2, minus 0, oh, and then it becomes a flying trample equal to the number of cards in your hand. What we will take is a Dukachi Silencer. This is the 2-1 for 1 to black with Ninjutsu 1 to black. And then when it deals combat damage to a player, you may discard a creature card. When you do, you can destroy a creature or planeswalker that opponent controls. Nice. Pick two of pack three. Ooh. One of my favorite two drop uncommons in this set. Patchwork Automaton. This is the 1-1 one, one for two colorless with ward two. And when you cast an artifact spell, you put a counter on Patchwork Automaton. It is both a aggressive and slow card. Even Mr. Turtle has to agree that a card like this is just absolutely perfect. I will say you have a lot of artifacts in the deck already. Yeah. Turtle. Yeah. 13 artifacts in our build already. Sign me up for some automaton action. Pick three of pack three. Oh, man. This is tricky. So the rare is on color. It's tribute to Hirobi. One to black two chapters to start off with each opponent creates a 1-1 black rat rogue creature token and then when it transforms it becomes a 3-3 flying haste that gains control of all rat tokens and then when it attacks you may sacrifice another creature if you do draw a card this is fighting against Kami's flare and twisted embrace and also a bronze plate four this is tough i think though i have to take the Kami's flare this is the one to red, deal three damage to target creature, planeswalker at instant speed. If you control a modified creature, you deal two damage to that creature's controller. It's good, friends. And the fact that it's instant speed means you can blow out some people trying to go for an aura play. Really nice. Pick four. I think we're going to take a Grave Lighter here. It's a 2 2 flying for two and a black spirit. And then when it enters the battlefield, you draw a card. If a creature died this turn, otherwise each player sacrifices a creature. Actually works quite well with Oni Cult Anvil. You sack, say, a construct. Then you get to draw a card and have a 2-2 and make another construct to replace it. Nice. Pick five. And hey, solid uncommon is still in this pack. And that is Heiko Yamakaze, the general. The 3-3 three, three for three in red. Trample. Legendary creature, human samurai. Whenever a samurai or warrior you control attacks alone, you may cast target artifact card from your graveyard this turn. Sign me up. Besides that, there's Tawashi Song Shaper, but it's a replacement level two drop. We can happily take a little artifact recursion in that card. Pick six. Things are starting to dry up here. There's a Kami of Restless Shadows. It's a 3 3 for four and a black. And then you get to return a ninja rogue creature from your graveyard to your hand or put a creature card. From your graveyard on top of your library when it enters the battlefield, it's strictly medium. I'm actually going to take this Hanada Dawn Crown, not play it, just to fill out the uh, collection, because I'm not above trying to get some gem equity in the middle of the draft. Pick seven. Oh, another Tempered in Solitude, but another Kami's Flare. What an amazing late pickup here in pack three. Wow, I already have 27 playables. What am I going to do, Borok? No, no, Borok, that is not a rabbit to eat. Rabbit Battery is our next pick here. Wow, what a great reconfigure creature. 
This is the Raging Goblin, the one red, one one with haste, and then can reconfigure for a single red mana to give the equipped creature plus one plus one and haste. Whew! That's a spicy late pickup. As we go to our table pack that has really nothing, we'll pick up a Crackling Emergence out of it, and we see an Aki Ember Keeper in pick 10 of pack 3. Wow, we have ourselves a pretty nice deck here, my Unlucky Lounge Rats. And we'll pick up a Papercraft Decoy. Not talked about this card yet, but it's just fine. It's the 2-1 for 2 colorless Artifact Creature Frog, and when it leaves the battlefield, you may pay 2 if you do draw a card. One thing about this card is don't be afraid to kill it uh, when your opponent has the mana up, especially if it's their turn. They're choosing to attack with it and try to do an ninjutsu thing. That can really sink the tempo of your opponent's turn, so don't be too afraid to offer that to them because sometimes the tempo sunk into paying it can uh, really hurt your opponent in the long run in this format. Well, we got a second Tawashi Song Shaper, so we're going to have some good, solid artifact equity in this deck, but we got a lot of playables and a lot of cuts to make, so stick around, grab a drink, refresh, and come back, my lucky lounge rats, as we got ourselves a rollback of a draft deck to put together here. We'll see you in just a second. Welcome back, all of my unlucky lounge rats. I hope you've refreshed, refueled, and good to see that you've returned as Deja Vu. Thy name is the Unlucky Lounge. A few days ago, we released our last drafting episode that had us taking advantage of Onicult Anvil and Experimental Synthesizer. And this draft, we're taking advantage of Onicult Anvil and Experimental Synthesizer. Game on. <laughs> In all honesty... You know, I really think that this black-red sacrifice artifact sub-theme deck is very good. And compared to my last draft deck, I think this one is just a bit on the weaker side. The last one had a lot of redundancy in an additional synthesizer, additional anvil, and an additional reinforced ronin. Those cards not being present in this deck is going to, I think, hurt the consistency of the overall build, which is why... In this deck, I'm actually running 17 lands over 16 lands that I did in the last one. Why is that? Well, the presence of the third synthesizer and as well the Ecologist Terrarium, that kind of allowed me to have an additional playable and be able to continue to make the most usage of my mana. And I really feel weird when I have to run less lands to make more playables in the deck but it felt right in the last deck this one i'd rather just have the mana and not worry about it twice so when it came to cuts which we had a lot to do there was some tricky choices i had to make uh first off we cut all of the little ninjutsu things that were in the deck uh this includes the dukachi silencer and the mukatai ambusher they're nice, but our deck actually doesn't have a lot of evasion. It is just a lot of stuff. And by stuff, I mean, you know, synthesizers and anvils. Uh, Heiko Yamazaki as a great way of getting artifact recursion. And, of course, the first big Thundering Raiju. We got good stuff. 
and we have ways to use it, but I'd rather just keep the consistency uh, with having things on the board as opposed to trying to push out a wide attack, losing some resources and maybe getting a little advantage off the silencer that allows me to destroy a creature, but we don't need that. Our removal's pretty good. We've got double Kami's Flare, we have a lethal exploit, and a Volted Surge plus Ninja's Kunai, so I have no complaints. And yes, the Kunai is getting the play over the Cut Explosive Entry. Why is that? Well, we have two cards that can interact quite positively with the Kunai. Heiko Yamakaze and Kami of Industry. Yeah, I'm playing Kami of Industry again. I am pretty high on this card in this specific kind of deck. Not for all decks, but for a deck like this. As a reminder, Kami of Industry, four colors and a red, three, six. When it enters the battlefield, return an artifact card with mana value three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. It gains haste and then sacrifice it at the beginning of the next end step. That card works very well with the two experimental synthesizers, the reinforced Ronin, Ninja's Kunai, to get some good value. And also, it's just a big body that can stop the green decks that like to go tall from having an overwhelming board state. We have a lot of small things. So a card like Kami of Industry can allow us to have a blocker and be able to continue to eke out advantage with our Oni Cult Anvil. Last couple cuts, I did cut the Simeon Sling. It just isn't, I think, impactful enough, and we are running an extra mountain, so I'd rather just have some bigger stuff than smaller stuff. There was that containment construct that I talked about before, but we don't have a lot in the way of discarding. I actually really love this card with, say, the Modern Age or the Blue-Green Channel deck. It does very well in those situations. This one, I only have Reinforced Ronin, so I don't feel bad about cutting it. I did cut a Peerless Samurai, the 2-3 Menace Creature for 2 and a red, that whenever a Samurai or Warrior you control attacks alone, the next spell you cast costs one less this turn. It's not an artifact. That's pretty much the only reason why I cut it. I just think that it would be more beneficial for me to jam more artifacts to support, say, the Patchwork Automaton that we have in our deck. We made a few more cuts. Mainly, that artifact narrative helped us shape the rest of our 40, but to see how the 40 plays out, we gotta play it out. Let's jump into the game and see how this version of the Black Red deck will do in Draft and Draft this week. Double Vision by Foreigner Borok. Is this because of the whole deja vu thing? Isn't that a bit on the nose? You don't know? Is that how a bear plays Koi? Get out of here. Huh. Well, let's step away from DJ Borok and get to our game. We are on the draw with a pretty bad opener here. A five lands, Kamian Industry, and Iron Hoof Boar. Nope, let's go to a six and find a... Uh, it's keepable. It's got three mountains, Pipcraft Decoy, Circuit Mender, Tawashi Song Shaper, and a Grave Lighter. Yeah, we'll keep this, and I think we actually throw back one of our lands. We can still play out two of our spells and get a card draw here, so hey, there's the, there's a swamp that we needed. We should be fine enough to play. Our opponent goes Mountain Island into Enthusiastic Mechanauts. That's a bummer. That is actually really scary. <laughs> Man. Uh, this is the 2-2 flyer for red-blue that artifact spells you cast cost one less. 
Yeah, that card is going to be a beating, especially if they're the let's just lay out our hand type deck. And they do play a mnemonic sphere into a brute suit. Yeah, that's the power of Mechanoth for you. It literally just went five mana worth of spells on turn three. That's going to be pretty hard for us to catch up with. So we do have the Gravelighter in hand. So we could make our opponent sacrifice the Enthusiastic Mechanaut. I don't know how good that actually would be. We could just play the Circuit Mender and swing for three, but that more likely than not means that next turn they're going to attack us for six and we can't do too much about it. Um, I actually think it might be worth it just to get the 2-2 off the board because it's going to do like a lot of work. So. Let's uh, attack for two on the ground with the Song Shaper, and then we will play the Grave Lighter, which when a creature doesn't die, it actually makes us each sacrifice a creature. So I'll get rid of my Song Shaper and keep a 2-2 Flyer on the board and get rid of their Mechanaut. They're going to crack their Mnemonic Sphere, which is kind of what I was hoping for, that they didn't just have double spell on this turn. And they're going to pass through. Okay. That could have gone way scarier the way that that opened up, but hey, we drew Rabbit Battery. So our hand is Rabbit Battery, Mountain, Runaway Trash Bot, Circuit Mender, and Papercraft Decoy. Not too bad. So let's play out the battery and the land. Our opponent decides to not counter the adorable Rabbit Battery and get in there for three. And they're going to use their Kami's Flare on the 2-2 Flyer. I don't mind that. And then we will play, I believe... We could play the Runaway Trash Bot as a 1-4, but that doesn't feel like it gets us very far. So I'll just play out a Circuit Mender and pass the turn. We go back up to 20, they're at 17. They got a handful of cards plus a Brute Suit. And they go Network Disruptor. That's going to be good enough to start to crew the Brute Suit, which is the 4-3 Vigilance Crew 1 for 3 colors, which in fact they are going to crew. After playing a game land, the blue-red game land at that, attack us for 4, back down to 16, and we are now on our turn. They have Mountain Mountain Island up, so they could have the Counter Crab. That is a possibility. Um, what are we going to do here? Let's go and... Play out the Runaway Trash Bot? Oh. I'm willing to attack here. If they have a Flash Creature, which they don't, okay, they just take the, the damage. I'll play out my spells here, both of them, and just pass the turn. So it looks like they don't have any counter spells, nor bits of removal, which is helpful. But we've got no cards in hand. They've got a full grip. They're going to play out Arm Guard Familiar. So their board is a 1 1 Flyer, the 2 1 Reconfigure Equip Creature, and the Brute Suit. Uh, the fact that it has Vigilance means they really do have combat kind of locked down right now. But we could use our Rabbit Battery to start to equip the Circuit Mender and keep going. And our draw brings us Experimental Synthesizer. That might have been one of the better cards we could have drawn. So let's start off by synthesizing here, see if we can find something nice. The top card gets exiled and we see a Swamp one. We will play that for sure. I could activate it again. We have a pretty good chance of hitting something that we could actually cast and make a 2-2 still. We could also equip the Rabbit Battery so we can attack through with the Circuit Mender. That seems fair. But first, let's go ahead and crack this Synthesizer. There's a lot of low-costing things. We only have two mana left off of the Synthesizer and we've already played our land. But we got rid of a land because we exiled a mountain with the sacrificing of the Synthesizer. So at least... 
you know, one of my cards is gone that I didn't want to draw. Uh, we'll attack with the Circumvender here for three. They could crew their Brute Suit and block, but that's not very fruitful if you ask me. Our board is a 2-2 Vigilant Samurai, a 2-4 Runaway Trash Bot, the Pipcraft Decoy, and the Equip Circumvender with Rabbit Battery. They played a land and passed. That is optimistic for us. We seem to be in a pretty good position, and we draw a Ninja's Kunai. A beautiful draw with the Samurai token that we have. So even if they crew the Brute Suit, the Kunai can activate uh, after attacking with it and still kill that Brute Suit. That's really nice. So we're going to start to get a little bit of traction here, and we can actually attack with the Runaway Trash Bot too because the Kunai would sacrifice, increasing the power of the Trash Bot and then making it a fair trade all around. And it looks like, in fact, they are going to crew the Brute Suit with their Network Disruptor. And before blocks, we're going to destroy that Brute Suit, making this attack a little bit more pungent. Let's see if our opponent has a way to interact with it, and it looks like they don't. So now they have a choice of if they want to block the Arm Guard Familiar to the Samurai Token, which they do, and they take six. Wow. Pretty good for us, friends. Pretty good. So we've got the 3-4 Trampler Runaway Trash Bot, 3-4 Circuit Mender with a Rabbit Battery equipped, and a Papercraft Decoy. They're at 6, we're at 16. They've got 3 cards in hand, but clearly they're just drawing kind of poorly right now. They play out a second Arm Guard Familiar. They traded 1 and got 2 rebuy back, what I think is a pretty solid and uncommon reconfigured creature. It's really nice in the early and does good work in the late, and it doesn't do enough work, and our opponent is going to give us the win, and we are going to get a deja vu once more here in the Unlucky Lounge with a victory here with our black-red deck in Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. You know, it may be a touch of deja vu, but I'll take the win nonetheless, and I really, truly am enchanted by the blue and red individual artifact decks. And when you combine them together for what we do with the decks that we've done the last two podcast episodes, no complaints from me. And I gotta say, I think one thing about Kamigawa Neon Dynasty that has truly impressed me is that they have found a way to design an artifact-based set that isn't too overly powerful. Look at, say, original Mirrodin, or even Scars of Mirrodin, or in particular, Kaladesh, all of which had a mechanical underlaying of artifacts that put it into a place where it just was a little too strong. But I think with them taking this modernity versus the classic Kamigawa and reconfigured it into the tension between artifacts and enchantments, they struck a good chord and balance, both flavorfully and play-wise. I'm very excited about this set. I'm excited to continue to explore it. And we've got the Arena Open coming up very soon. Just got announced on the main page of Match the Gathering. So there will be some fun sealed action coming down the line. Believe that you'll get a report from Draft and Draft in some way, shape, or form in the multiple ways that we deliver content. So once more, find us on all of those socials. That includes Twitch, Twitter, and TikTok, Draft and Draft Corey. Find my Instagram, Corey Demon Enriquez, or help us out on Patreon, patreon.com backslash draft and draft. All the links are in the show notes, but I want to hear from you. How are you enjoying this set so far? Are you enjoying the counterplay of modifications versus the artifact enchantment equipment aura theme? Have you had a chance to make ninjutsu work or 
Is the high count of drafters trying to make it work, making all the decks in general kind of convoluted? Let me know. Find me on the socials and give me a drop in the DMs. I truly want to know what all of my listeners out there are up to when it comes to the world of Magic the Gathering. Because, hey, isn't the gathering the point? Well, it looks like I've found the bottom of my drink, and so we've reached the end of another episode. Thanks for joining me. My name is Corey, alongside Borok. And don't for- and Mr. Turtle, too. He didn't forget about me. Turtle. We're changing up the outro. <laughs> and this has been Draft and Draft. Now go out there and make some magical memories of your own. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.